0: I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you. As together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome everybody to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, I'm your host. Go to positive and you can find out all kinds of information about me the show other you know shows that we've done and i've done a show with this young lady before and she is remarkable but first i got to say hello to eric how are you doing today eric hey happy wednesday kevin on this uh, sunny afternoon i'm doing pretty good how about yourself I couldn't be better, actually. I have just completed two different podcasts, and I get to come here. This is like the dessert with the cherry on top. I get to come to KKNW and talk to some remarkable people, and and I I know that you think that I'm going to have cake with a cherry on top here in a minute, don't you? Uh, If you're lucky, (laughs) it sounds pretty good. (laughs) And the, the the young lady that we get to talk to for the entire hour. And I hope that you'll stay with us because we are going to touch on a myriad of topics. And because she is, I am looking at her bio right now and it would take half hour for me to read the dang thing. Because she's done so many things in her life, and all with the idea of empowering people to live their best life possible. And that's why she's on Positive Talk. And she's going to become a regular. Uh, she doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to make her. Um, she she actually sent me a, one, one of her books, which is called Hollyisms. And uh, it's it really was a fun book to, to look at because it, it gives us little... Uh, little sayings and then there's a place for you to write things down uh, so that you can kind of understand it and kind of work with it and then over time it becomes like your own little lifetime journal it's really fun so with that I want to welcome Holly Dowling to the show Holly how are you
1: Kevin, I am super. And I just love it when you do the introduction because I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. And I, I don't do either love that. I know you don't either. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I just got so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be with Kevin again. And now I meet Eric. Eric, you rock. And I can't wait to see what music you play, Eric, because, you know, Benny got us the last time <laughs> he, he
0: did. Well, to reference that, Eric, uh, we found out during the course of the show that when uh, one of uh, Holly's favorite shows from the 60s or 70s or was the 70s or 80s maybe the 80s was the love boat and so benny actually uh, pulled up the theme from the love boat and we and then we found out that there's another host on kknw who i haven't reached out to yet but i need to rob spears and he was a writer on that show for a period of time that's true His, yeah so we we found that out and and holly was just all excited because the love boat was like her favorite show and captain steubing and she wanted she actually wanted to be julie the uh um the the program person there for and you actually became that didn't you
1: i did yes my friend yes i did and that was kind of the story we talked about i was that little girl in third grade living in redding pennsylvania in the basement on friday nights <laughs> shy overweight little girl with like no friends and all i looked forward to was watching love boat and then of course fantasy island right because that came you right know, after it so.
0: i remember that <laughs> like it was yesterday and the yeah. plane the plane
1: plane, de plane i'm actually hoping that one of these days because i you know i do want to be a reoccurring guest because i just love the energy and i love everything you do kevin and your producers are amazing i have to say that i'm just waiting for the surprise that Rob will show up and I get to have the first encounter with somebody that had something to do with that show. For goodness sakes, please.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. And I, I, I will, I promise you, I will reach out to him uh, because they do uh, conscious talk here in the mornings, uh, several mornings and uh, a week. And uh, they've been doing it since for uh, Eric, help me, but they've been doing it for like 18 years, right? About 20 years. Has it been twenty? Wow, yep. and and they are so they, they they are remarkable people. Brenda and and Rob do a magnificent job in the morning here, so that's that's great. So that that was an unsolicited uh, uh, non-paid advertisement, uh, Rob. You're going to get a uh, bill in the mail. But anyway, um, <laughs> so you you have done in your life, you have done an amazing number of things with from being a corporate uh, uh, speaker to being um to to winning uh the silver stevie awards for women in business and uh, you've just done so many things do you ever wonder uh, how you got to be where you are and what was it that drove you to reach the level of excellence that you have reached
1: Mm. kevin you have the best questions and i just hope everybody listening can really like draw in their families and anybody of any age right now because the fact that you just asked me that it's really important to my heart and soul is everything about my journey it's not have it's not always been a silver platter right like people see us and they think oh what could you have ever faced its hardship or adversity and i've had a lot of that I think what's gotten me through all that and then to get where I'm at today is because I had the mantra that really came about because I dreamed of being Julie. And I told you that story of, you know, that whole thing about like, nobody thought I'd do it. And I had, I was going to quit college and not be an attorney and I wanted to go travel the world, but it's tell me, no, watch me go. That is my mantra. And, you know, over the years, I think we all find our grit. You know, I like, I always ask people when faced with adversity, do you get bitter or do you get better? And I think that that's a question we can all ask ourselves all the time. And I ask myself that all the time. I refuse to accept mediocrity. I refuse to be around emotional vampires. Negativity doesn't exist in my life anymore. It had, and it has been there. And I won't allow myself to be a subject of that any longer. And that's people, things, clients. So I think um, to answer your question, I've chosen to create a life to really honor my soul's highest calling. You and I have talked about that. It's very important to me to get clear on what I've been put here to do, as you have. And we become messengers of what we believe in and what we stand up for. And that means I've had to learn how to say no without feeling guilty. Kevin, how's that one for just laying it out there?
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. You know, you said, you said the magical word in that, in that whole sentence that you, that you just said, and that was, you chose to. A lot of people don't believe that they are captain of their own ship and can choose to be and to do whatever you like. What was it about you, your background that that gave you the confidence, the intestinal fortitude to be able to say, no, I'm going to be. A recreation uh, director on a cruise ship, and there's no way that anybody's going to stop me. Even when you were being told at the time. Holly, 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 you know, you got to keep your feet on the ground and you've got to, you know, you can't, you, you can't reach for these things that are unattainable because you're supposed to know five languages and you're supposed to do all of these other things. So, you know, keep, keep your head and you keep your feet on the ground and don't, don't expect too much from this life. What told you shut up and go away. That's not how I'm going to live my life.
1: don't we wish we all just knew that that was that i believe that it was something much greater than me kevin and i know that there is i've that's why i've talked to you about like my spiritual quest now called blessed like i'm on a map mission to help people find that inner calling that lives within us but to stop letting the world dictate that and i would say that like all of us we all come i mean i'm gonna say this maybe not everybody out there listening kevin but Most of us come from very dysfunctional families. And, you know, I've just lost both of my parents in the last two years, just shy of two years. And uh, my siblings and I, we've been through crap, right? All of us, we've all had our different, but what we all have, and I call them my tribe, because at the end of the day, when it comes right down to it, what we can walk away with and say, you know what we have, we have each other, but we have flipping resilience And we have something, and I think that when most people are willing to acknowledge, and I'm going to say it just like this, the crap we've been through and stop shoving it under the carpet, but own it, acknowledge it, and then figure out how to grow from it and not just grow, but glow. You know, we're not just survivors, we're thrivers. And I think that as individuals in this world, if we can help others figure out how to tap into that that's my life dream right now, Kevin. And I mean, I feel like I've had to learn this the hard way, but why not share it? It's a, it's a dishonor to not share it with the world because we're all living in our own dark cloud. Right. I mean, you know, I've said, I've been through some tough times, some very dark times, and I've had some, there's another great story. You don't know about that. I might end up just sharing because you love all the good stories. don't you? I do.
0: I do <laughs> do tell.
1: Well, you know, let's move past the cruise ship because then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, life hits and you end up in these really horrific, horribly violent, abusive relationship, which that's enough to take somebody out. And that's what I shared probably in the last three, four years. I finally came clean about that. And when I say that, it's important for everyone to know that at the level of what I'm getting very blessed to do in this world, I was scared to death to tell people that I had been in such a horrific situation and beaten so bad I was left to die because all I kept thinking is that's shame. And why would anybody wanna buy damaged goods if they knew that about me? I'm a global speaker, right? So I have, we all have that itty bitty committee in our head between our ears that keep us from believing in ourselves and doubt us. So, I mean, honestly, I, I tell you that because, you know, there's all these times in life that were given opportunities and they look like really horrible experiences, but I like to look at them as unwrapped gifts. And um, so, fast forward after that, ended up in a relationship and um, we've all been there, right? Maybe one or two of them over time, you know, some good, some bad. And I was living in Denver, Colorado. And this is an important story because it catapulted where I am today, Kevin. And that is that I was a very lost, lonely, woman, wife with two beautiful children, but I think a lot of women struggle with this. And that is, I kept thinking I was doing the right thing by staying home with my kids. And, you know, you're doing diapers, you're cooking meals. You're thinking what's wrong with me. I shouldn't be depressed, right? We beat ourselves up going, I have these two beautiful boys who are the loves of my life. And I'm like, I was battling a lot of different emotions and didn't realize how bad that situation was really till i got out of it but i tell you that because i was so lost that i was deter- i've always been an entrepreneur did i tell you about wearing the tutu and going door to door at seven years oh, old the,
0: oh tell that story again yes you did you mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and i love the punch, punch line, but tell that story please
1: Okay, so just to give you a heads up on what was about to come out of this next story is, you know, I was that little girl at six or seven in Reading, Pennsylvania on Saturday mornings, getting up. I guess I've always been an entrepreneur, right? They can say you can see the strengths in us and we see them at an early age. But at six, I was shaving my parent the soap. We didn't have a lot of money going to the bars of soap, shaving them, putting them in, emptying the baby food jars of my baby brother at the time putting the shave soap in those jars, putting a ribbon and taking a shoebox and going door to door, selling them to the neighbors on Saturday mornings, saying it'd be great for your shower. Well, then the next weekend I was like, I could make more money. I put on a tutu and I took my baton and and Kevin, I don't know that I've ever shared this story publicly. You're the first, you and Eric are officially the first on positive talk radio. And I, I literally went door to door so early on a saturday morning with my little recorder and my radio and i said i will dance for you in your front yard and do my baton and it was a deal of the day for 30 minutes it was only 50 cents
0: oh man
1: (laughs) you don't think you don't think god had a bigger calling for me because if i wasn't in the right alignment who knows what i would have ended up doing with my life right
0: you know what was funny about that story that I found just, just really heartwarming was that your parents were not really aware that you were getting up at that time of the morning on a Saturday morning, mind you, and going out in a tutu to talk to the neighbors. And they found out because one of the neighbors came by and said, you know, um, we, we love Holly, but could you like ask her not to come by our house at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. It's the only day I get to sleep in. So, And that's when your parents found out about it. That, exactly. I thought that you was... are
1: exactly right. When that doorbell got knocked on and they said, Do you, can you please tell her to stop ringing our doorbell on Saturday morning? And you know, we can laugh about it now, but those propensities in us, if you're a parent or you have children in your life or you can go back to your childhood, I call them the butterflies on our shoulders, right? We have these propensities, these passions, these gifts, Gifts, these strengths. And yet through life, they get crushed and they get kind of. And I don't blame the world. I never want to blame the soul, right? It's all good intention. People are trying to protect us. So fast forward, then now I'm in Denver and I'm still that entrepreneur, Kevin. I mean, I'm still going to figure out how to start something. And I was really starting to lose it. I'm like, I saw on the news that the summit of the eight, which is the eight presidents of the world, were getting together once every eight years it happens in the united states and it was going to be in denver colorado and i got this great idea i was like i went over to my Uh girlfriend in the cul-de-sac and i said her name was bonnie and i'm like we got to do something about this and she was doing a lot in you know in in the defense so i was like we got to start a business we got to do etiquette training for all of these people coming to town and get our town ready to shine She loved the idea. Kevin, I kid you not, I put on a suit. I called the mayor's office and I literally can look you straight in the eye. And I said, what are you doing to prepare our city to make a really great impression during the summit of the eight, right? And they said, we have no idea. Can we put you through to the people that are running that? They put me through and they said, we have not even thought about that. I go, I've got an idea for you. Set an appointment, march down there and convince them, started a business that day. It was called Worldwide Etiquette my friend. <laughs> I just like seeing you laugh because I love it when you go in shock. Cause you don't get shocked very often.
0: <laughs> that, that, that's just, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. Well, like I, like I said, you know, most people would go, you know, that's a really good idea we should talk to somebody about maybe well uh, probably not uh, i got to go cook breakfast now you know and that that's the end of it you don't let allow that to be the end of it it only becomes a beginning and then you put on a suit and you go talk to the mayor i can't even tell you where the mayor is in in in, in where i live you know so it's I, th- I think it's remarkable that you do that you are able to do that and again it begs the question is that just in your dna or is it is it something that you are feeling so driven to do that you can do and how can you bottle that and help other people do the same thing
1: mm. God, i wish there was a simple answer to what you just asked because,
0: i know i know
1: right? I, isn't that but the that's makes it a challenge it does it makes it the challenge but but again let's go there kevin because i think that is it really a challenge or is it really about stepping back taking a pause and really taking the time to give ourselves permission to recognize and acknowledge and instead of shaming ourselves to be grateful for the people in our lives that may not have made our lives so easy for the adverse situations the trials the tribulations because you can let those refine you or you can let them define you and i think it's all about taking accountability in life and stop blaming others and the world and your spouse or your significant other or your boss or every, everybody's so look at this right now. I'm going to do this because we're looking at each other. But when we blame the world, I have one finger pointing out that we have three coming back at us. And I truly believe when we take accountability for the choices we make, and I'm not saying this is easy to anybody because I've been in the hardest times of life and I want to blame everybody for where I'm at. But when I stop and get out of that quicksand and stop blaming the world and step up and take accountability and stop looking to others to bring me joy and stop giving power away for the permission for others to give me joy, whose job is that? That's not anybody else's responsibility. It's ours. So I think that's where it comes from. It's from taking accountability. What do you think? I'd like your thoughts on that.
0: I think that you're absolutely right. We cannot blame other people for what is happening to us because we are the only ones that it is happening to. And we, we, we need to take responsibility for everything that happens in our life and oh, by the way, not everything that happens in our life, even the, the negative things are, are bad. They are there and they're designed for a reason and they help you gain the experience so that a you either don't do it again or b you have the opportunity to then help somebody else who's going through the same thing because you've already been there and you can't have an experience and you can't you can't be knowledgeable about something if you haven't had the experience about it
1: does that make sense absolutely it's kind of back to don't if you haven't walked in my shoes don't preach to me about how it feels Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like what I was going to mention earlier. You said that every, every family is dysfunctional. I challenged kids that are now grown-ups to take your siblings. Take them out to dinner. And go sit around a table. And, and talk about your experiences growing up. And I'll bet you that each one of you will, will swear that you grew up in a different house than the other two or the other ones of your siblings did because our experiences that we have are unique to us and are not necessarily about how we all were. My sister swears she grew up in a different house than I did, and my brother the same thing because it was it, it, we each had our own issues. Our parents had our own issues with us, and it, it was dysfunctional. And my parents were married for 55 years or some silly thing. Um, But, you know, but it's, it was, we all live in that, but we all can get through it. Some of us are able to do it much earlier and to have much greater impact, positive impact in the world than others of us. And you're one of those who's, Mm -hmm. who's had a great impact in the world and continues to, And uh, and you're working with all sorts of organizations. I want before we get too far into this, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that this is Mental Awareness Month.
1: Yeah, Uh,
0: is that is that is that that, did I phrase that correctly?
1: Mental health awareness. But yes, it is. It's all about. And and that's a really big deal to me because I think we are not talking about it enough, Kevin, in this world. We talk about cancer. We talk about everything else. But the most one in four people in your family is impacted by mental health issues. And it's not a faux pas. This is nothing to be ashamed of. It's about let's get the help we need. Let's help loving people and helping us help each other get to the right. We go to a doctor if we're sick. So why are we afraid to go get help when we're battling depression? And through the pandemic, it's escalated, Kevin. It's escalated to an all-time high. Yep
0: no yeah. I, I agree completely you know I did a show not too long ago about bipolar yeah. <clears throat> bipolar is kind of a dark little secret that everybody keeps nobody wants to really necessarily get tested for it but if you have wild mood swings and and uh, well <laughs> I, t- I tell the story my brother was uh, uh, married to someone who was bipolar and when I mean bipolar she was like a queen of, of, of this because on one day she would call the police and have him escorted off the property uh, when they were living together and when he was staying over at her house because he had his own house too and so she would call the police because she wanted him out get him out get him out two days later she'd show up in at his house carrying a casserole of spaghetti in an overcoat and nothing else so it was
1: <laughs> Yeah. I believe it totally, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) and and so you know, and people were saying, "Well, that she may have a problem." Well, yeah, but it took them years, years before they would go get help for it because there was a stigma attached to it, and we got to get rid of that. I agree with you one hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent, and I think it starts even with as many of us advocating for stop taking the funding away from our country for mental health because that's where we need the funding to go. We're funding all the different research for all the different diseases, right? But you're exactly right. And it's like, it takes years. And I think that now I'm feeling this a little bit more with my corporate clients around the world, but we're doing a lot around conscious biases and unconscious biases, right? And creating that inclusive environment. So we're doing things that are helping people kind of uh, pull back the layers of the onion and be able to talk about, I battle anxiety, I battle depression, I have a family member that's schizophrenic. I'm dealing with, by you know what I mean? We're able to talk about it now without being, so many of us are going to our jobs. The statistics are outrageous, but we're going to work and we're hiding so many aspects of ourselves, you know, that we're not even showing up is the whole person that we were designed to be. And this, that's a whole nother show we could talk about, but back to mental health awareness. I feel like every per- you and i have an opportunity we've got people out there you've got listeners all over i mean you've got a station that's doing all kinds of shows what i do for a living it's how can we continue to get the word out there that this is not something to be ashamed of and we need to get help and we need to just help people know please get on those meds staying on your meds right that's what's important and usually some of these things the, the depression or the drug addiction all of this stuff is usually a root of something else that's happened in their life, but we're covering it up because it's the bandaid, right? To help us um, numb ourselves from it. I mean, I'm not an expert in this, but I've lived it. I know it. And I would say uh, there's so many people being touched by it. So we got to start a movement.
0: (laughs) I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the major issues that we have is we're not taking care of people with mental illness. Uh, I drove a bus in Seattle for 12 years. I have seen Mental illness, and I've seen that the, a lot of these people are homeless because they can't work because they can't hold a job, and and yet there is no place for them to go. There is nowhere that we, as a society, okay. I'm going to get on my soapbox now. Do you know we we've got a lot of kids and a lot of people that have mental illness and they're going undiagnosed. So they're so you know you know we hit a record last week of the number of of um, overdoses. Uh, that happened in, in 2021 was a record year for deaths by overdose. A lot of those people are self medicating because they are not well. They have a, a, a mental I- issue, or that that's going on. We've also got 16 million kids that are going hungry every every night in this country, which that's a story for another time. But we we as a society need to take care, better care of each other, to be kind to each other, and 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 to love and support each other. And and a lot of these people get, I I know people that are on the streets of Seattle that can't even get an ID card. They have no, they're off the grid completely, and really? they. Have, yeah, they have no. I was talking to one lady that was just was, when I was driving a bus who was who was lamenting the fact that she could not get an ID because she hadn't any ID.
1: So she couldn't get the ID. It's like you can't get credit if you don't have a credit card and have debt correct right it's it's,
0: it's kind of like the screen actors guild you can't get into the screen actors guild unless you have a speaking part in a movie then you can get in but you can't have a speaking part in a movie unless you're in the screen actors guild
1: yes. it's, it's so yeah all right oh my gosh
0: so so it, it's 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 and it's deceptive because those people have no voice because they they're they're homeless they're just trying to survive every day and and we we as a society i I just, I think that we can do better. I, I, and I so I applaud your work with this, with what you're doing this month, because it's important.
1: It's important. And I think we think it has to be, it's people that aren't. I think we have this other stigma, Kevin, that is like, it's, well, it's not in my family or it's not touching my life. No, it is. But we're setting up those walls. And just like you said a few minutes ago, you and your siblings could have felt like you grew up in a different house. And it's interesting you said that because just a few weeks ago, we finally were able to do the celebration of life for my mom that we haven't been able to do because she died in COVID, in the first few months of COVID. And um, so we were finally, we were able to get together and do this at by the ocean. And we sat around the night, the night, the first night, and we just talked and we laughed till we cried, as my brother said. We laughed till we cried and we cried till we laughed. But we shared stories, Kevin. I'm, I'll date myself. I'll Tell you right now, I don't care if everybody knows, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm 56 years old, I'm the oldest of four. We shared stories that each one of us said, What? I had no idea. And we cried, we hugged, we held, we laughed, but it was so healing. So if if nothing more, if your listeners could take away from this, stop ostracizing people, stop putting labels on their forehead and start with the people closest to you. The people in your immediate family, for goodness sakes, start where the people that actually have been in your life forever. And even if you're not talking to these people, get rid of that ickiness that lies between you. To me, forgiveness is just one of the most beautiful acts of love because it's really about letting go of the poison that's living in you. Forget. You know what I mean? So that's another <laughs> whole topic. I don't know. How many shows are we going to do? Are we get to pick different <laughs> <the> topics? <laughs>
0: One of the one of these days, I'm going to get organized enough to be able to stay on topic, uh, because <laughs> because you you ask you answer a question and that brings up another whole thing, and so like I wanted to ask you the difference between your yourself being the oldest one, and the youngest one. I'll bet you there was. Remarkable differences in the stories that you told about your, your growing up in that family because they, they, you're treated differently. You was the oldest one. You were the first one. You were the one that they were real paying attention to. So they made wanted to make sure they did everything right and, and all that kind of stuff. The fourth one gets here and they're like, oh, whatever. You know,
1: <laughs> totally like, you know, it's a free for all. But also there's a 10 years age difference between us and my brother had the unfortunate or sadly, they decided to get a divorce, you know, when he's in eighth grade. So that just catapults another whole world when we're all gone, grown, we're gone. Right. We're in college or out of the house. So I think that you're right. I, I think that we need to stop shoving things under the carpet. We all grew up in maybe the same brick and mortar home, but everything we experience can be so different. So let's put the mirror in front of our faces and say, if you're responsible for children, if you have your own, or you're an aunt or an uncle, or you're in the work in this world of helping children, what are you doing to make sure they're being cared for? Because, you know, I think you know this, because I think you mentioned it the last time we are on the show, but I sit on the uh, council for anti-child exploitation yes. and child trafficking that's happening over the internet. And I'll tell you what I've learned around the world has just broken me. It's broken my heart, and it's like it just scares you. And during COVID, Kevin, that escalated to an all time ever multi billion dollar business, and it would make you physically sick. And people think, well, my kids were off our phones at dinner. This has nothing to do with being on our phones at dinner. So,
0: no, know. no, it really doesn't. And, and when you when you look at that issue in particular we we like to think that we are enlightened now in the 21st century that that uh, but uh slavery yeah. honest to goodness slavery still exists and sex slavery is part of that and it's yeah. children
1: It is children, and it's happening everywhere. And I'm just having a moment, Kevin, and I don't I'm hopefully Eric is not sitting there going, what is going on? I just realized the name of your show is Positive Talk Radio. (laughs) I know,
0: I know. But. but 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 Holly I got but you got to understand that when I when I put positive talk radio together it wasn't by designed to be Pollyanna and to be to be hearts and, and cupcakes and 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 rainbows and and there's no bad in the world and we don't have to worry about any of that the fact of the matter is there's lots of bad in the world what we need to do when why I have people like you on is to help people understand that there's a way out of it that they don't have to live that way. They can live happy. They can live k- kind. They can take care of each other. They can do... that You've had... Some horrific experiences happen in your life. You have really, you've made the conscious decision decision not to allow that to affect who you are fundamentally and that you're going to go help people of all stripes, of all kinds, of, of all religions. All, I don't care who you love or any of that stuff. That you're going to help people. And that's that's why you inspire me. You inspire me a great deal. I just wanted you to know that.
1: Oh, thank you. And you know, you get me a little bit teary-eyed. So I've got my Kleenex. Don't worry, I've got Kleenex right with me. So. You know, I get, I get, I
0: get paid by the tear. I just want to. Okay, go,
1: well, go. here, tell Eric, I've got like how many of these now are coming out of the box? Be-
0: because you know, the, the whole thing that we are doing is is to try and make our world better, yeah. and and you can't if if we don't if we don't address some of the issues in the world like drug addiction and like, like homelessness and hunger and slavery and some of those things, those things will never, will never bring enough light so that they can end. And I'm all about ending all of that stuff so that everybody, every human being that, that is on the, this planet should have the opportunity to have a nice life, to have enough food, have a place to live, have enough water, have friends and family. That's why they came here. Yeah. Um, and for us to, and for us to not not, you know, work towards that, which is why I'm and that's why you are so fundamental to the growth of our country. You're doing it in corporate America. You're helping companies see the light that if, if you've got a workforce that doesn't feel comfortable being there or their 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 workday starts on Sunday night at seven o'clock when they realize I've got to go to work tomorrow. Oh crap. I don't want to. And you're, so you're affecting corporate America so that they will, um, it trickles down to the, the change the corporate culture and you can change everything and you begin and you uh, make more profits at the same time.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of the corporate culture, and I love that you just brought that up. Um, one of the big things that everybody's focused on so much And I'm sure some of your listeners are a part of this right now, but it's really creating that inclusive environment where people feel accepted, appreciated. And go back about 10 years ago, Kevin, five, 10 years ago, the big buzz was creating a great environment to attract great talent. Now, everybody's in panic mode. It's like, now it's about retaining great talent. How do we create that environment? And it goes back to creating a place that people feel heard, significant, valued, appreciated. And so it was funny that I just thought about this when you were just talking just this last week, I was doing a big event for a global company and and it's amazing client and doing people were all over the world. And I literally have realized that we are being, we are people are booking us because of it's all about finding joy in these turbulent times. And I am a big, big believer that we are in. I, I seriously say this with my eyes like this, We have a global epidemic, and it is called human beings are emotionally malnourished. Let me just repeat that. We are emotionally malnourished, and I think this is the root cause to so many things, right? We're talking about mental health, and we're talking about all these things, but psychological damage can manifest physically, and we are malnourished, so how do we bring joy Joy is such a powerful word. And yet it's the last thing we think about. And many of us are just dying on the sidelines and leaders are losing teams. Leaders don't even know how to find joy for themselves. So how are they supposed to do it for their team? So that's what we're coming in and we're being booked a lot to help do that. And and I feel very blessed that I'm getting to use that gift that I've been bestowed to help do that with people all over the world. But I just have to say that to you. I believe we have people, human beings are malnourished, emotionally malnourished.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, I, I couldn't agree. We are taught from an early age to stuff your emotions, at least as men. Stuff yeah. your emotions and don't don't show them. Don't cry. Don't don't show that you're loving. I was having a conversation earlier with a guy that um, he was having a conversation with another guy, and, this, and the guy said, "You know, I never clean a toilet. That's a woman's job." And it's like, there are still people wandering around our planet in the 21st century that will, that kind of stuff will come out of their mouth. And, and he was, so, you know, we all, I agree with you. We, we all need to be a lot more loving, a lot more kind, a lot more generous um, with each other. And, uh, and it starts with a smile. Um, yeah. it, it just starts with a smile and i i've told this story before but this conversation is is so cool i'm by the way we did not plan any of this this is just kind of we're going and it's just it's great fun but i i drove like i said i drove a bus for 12 years i could affect the mood of everybody that was on that bus based upon my energy level and whether i was being positive or being negative And if we would become a really crappy trip, if I was in a bad mood, I I noticed this one time, I was in a bad mood, doesn't happen a lot, but in this case it did. And then I I started thinking, everybody else is being so crappy, And then I started thinking, maybe I should, maybe it's me, I can't control what anybody else does. Maybe it's me, maybe I should control what I do and be positive. And what I found was the entire mood of the bus over time during that day changed because I was being positive. I said hello to everybody. I smiled. It's all right to take care. I made jokes. It was, and it became a very positive environment, uh, but we have control. You and I sitting here have control, but so does everybody else who's sitting in rush hour in your car at 4.41 (laughs) in in Seattle and you're you're driving through. Okay, you're sitting in traffic trying to get home. You have the ability to affect how you're going to feel this very moment. You can change it from being one of irritated and pissed off because of traffic to being, I get to listen to this great lady on the radio. And uh, so I'm going to just relax and enjoy the ride.
1: And let me add to that. Cause I love that you just said that. And if we are willing to see life and just start pausing, like I'm all about pausing and just cherishing the present moment i never used to be like that kevin when you have a business and you're churning and going it's always about we all do this we make our list what's next it's a hurry and a rush not anymore when people ask me they're like oh is your life crazy busy and i'm like i'm as busy as i'm going to be because i'm in i am choosing to enjoy the moment. And if somebody's in their car right now in traffic listening to this, if you can't use your phone to call us, because you probably can't if you're driving, but I would love if anybody out there is calling, because I know you guys put a phone number out, I would love to know that somebody's willing to realize that the reason you're sitting in traffic was maybe for this miracle moment, that you were supposed to hear something on Kevin's show that you would not have heard had you not been sitting in traffic. I like to call them the miracles in the mess or the miracles in the making. Because there's so much that's missed, Kevin. So much is missed because we're in such a a focus of just in fight mode and in flight mode and just not enjoying the moment of life, just getting in the flow. And then a miracle happens. You're like, I was supposed to hear that. And I'm going to call my sibling or I'm going to check on my team member that I've been worried about. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes that I have to share with you is, and I do share this a lot, but I still stick with this. and And you said it earlier, you only have control over you. One person, one change can have dramatic impact. It can have a ripple effect, but it starts with us and ourselves. And when I think about how many times, if you're sitting in traffic right now listening, and I hope you let Kevin know, because if somebody's just driven by you or cut you off, we never like that person that cuts us off on the highway or on a street. And we, we are really good at calling them all kinds of names, really ugly names. And we're not just waving hello to them. You know, there's all kinds of things going on out there. And he, <laughs> And yet, we'll never know that person, probably never have and never will. But what if, what if that person was dashing to the ER because they just found out their child was on their way in an ambulance? Would you maybe just pause before you called them all these vulgar names and flip these ugly hand gestures at them and realize you may never know, but would it just slightly change the label and the impact of how you're thinking about them. And I was that woman that one day, many, many years ago, found out my son was in an ambulance, had finally gotten a break to go to dinner. My mom was watching the kids. My oldest son had cancer at the time and had a brand new baby. And I had that happen. And I remember cutting everybody off. I ran every red light. I don't really, really remember much of it. And I will tell you that if we're willing to change a label, you can change a life because you may not know what's going on. And even the people you work with, you think they have a negative attitude or they coming grumpier, but how do you know they're not going through a divorce or a loved one has just found out they're very ill and maybe they're just very private. So it's back to my favorite quote. Mr. Rogers used to carry it in his pocket. I love Mr. Rogers dating me again, <laughs> back to the love boat days. But did you know, he carried a quote in his pocket that he it said, there isn't a person you couldn't love if you knew their story. So sometimes we just have to be willing to stop making judgments and smile, like you said, and know that everybody has a story and we may not know what's going on. But if we're willing to be a better person and love them regardless and show kindness, we can change the world. And that's my choice.
0: I agree. 10,000%. 10,000%. And by the way, if you are that person sitting in traffic in Seattle here at uh, 445, 446, or something right there, give us a call right now at 425-373-5527. I double dare you. 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Uh, because they because Holly here's the thing the reason I do this and I don't know if anybody who's been watching has noticed I don't do any commercials which means that I'm paying for the time for the station and nobody's paying me I'm doing this because I, I because I want to get people like you out into the world as best I can and I'm not concerned with what it costs uh, it's not, I'm not a rich man but this is how I choose to I rather than play golf this is how I choose to spend my time and my money, uh, mm-hmm. because you are so. It's so valuable for people like you to be to be out to help people understand that there is a better way. There, there, there absolutely is a better way. My life has not been cupcakes and rainbows either. At, <laughs> at, at times, and I went through a a uh, period of time when I called it my uh, bad country music time. Uh, when <laughs> when I, it was like you know. And your dad died, your dog died, your wife left, you lost your house, and, and it just kept going and going, and, you know. But, but that's, that's okay, because I am the luckiest man alive today. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope everybody can say that about themselves, the luckiest man, luckiest woman alive today, because nobody's, nobody's you. You have got the ability to be anything that you want to be.
1: And everything you just said, I want to bottle it and I want to take that. And can we just put that in the arms and the hearts and the ears of our young people? Because I think the crisis is starting at a very young age, probably more so than ever because of All these wonderful things that have happened with technology, but all of the social, you know, all of the platforms and social media and children are dealing with so much more than we ever had to deal with. I mean, yes, there was bullies, but nothing like what kids are dealing with today and the anxiety to succeed and the pressures put on them. And and God love you, parents. I love you. But for goodness sakes, stop putting pressure and stop putting on your social media. My kid got an A. Where's the person that's going to say my kid got an F and I love them anyways. (laughs) Exactly. Right. I mean, come on. Like, it's like, let's stop making our children feel they have to be perfect because nobody's perfect. You know, I said this and it's in my book you have, but you don't have to be perfect to be priceless. So let's help our young people start figuring that out. If that's something else people can take away from this time when that we're together, Kevin, it's let's start with helping those young people understand they're beautiful, they're enough, and they don't have to be perfect, for goodness sakes. Mm.
0: I'm a little older than you, and I remember kindergarten, and if you could put two blocks together and you were good at taking a nap. You graduated from kindergarten. Now there are people that are actually making you read and know, know your letters and do all the, it doesn't matter. They're five years old. They'll figure it out. I was told that I was a, a dysfunctional reader when I was seven and I read voraciously. I'm well read. I read a lot of stuff. It's, it doesn't affect you just relax and let them be kids. Yes. And, and let, you know and they'll be they'll just be fine and don't compare your child to johnny down the street because that is just not fair kids grow at different rates and so just let them be
1: can i tell you i have to tell you a great do we have enough time how are we doing yes. on time i can't we, see
0: you got you got 10 minutes
1: oh we do good i didn't know if eric was going to come and go up oh, up oh, time's almost up <laughs>
0: he'll he'll be he'll be along shortly
1: Okay, well, we just need him to play some good music, right? Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be Love Boat. We could do Fantasy Island tonight, but um, um, <laughs> just for old time's sake. But, um, but no, I have to tell you something because I, as much as I've been um, all over the world, you know, and really preaching about strengths and gifts and talents in my own backyard and in my own home... I was still guilty as a mom of doing the same things that I'm trying to empower and inspire other people not to do. And it didn't even occur to me when my youngest son came to me right after his sophomore year in high school. And my father was an engineer, right? Mechanical civil engineer. And my youngest son was, had a propensity. He loved those kinds of things. He loved math. And for some reason, we just, all of a sudden the whole family started grooming him, that he was going to be an engineer and God love Levi. He's like, you know, in all these like advanced kind of engineering classes and all this, no idea that he was miserable, Kevin, hated it, came to me that right at the end of his sophomore year. And he said, I got to tell you, mom, I don't want to do engineering. I, just, I hate it. It's not what I want. And I know I'm in all these advanced classes, but I figured out and I just sat there like, how did I miss this? And he goes, kid you not, looking straight at you, Kevin, he goes, I figured out what I want to do and it I can bring my engineering love to it, but it has nothing to do with mechanical engineering. I'm like, what is it? And he goes, I love music. And he goes, I want to be an audio engineer. And he goes, I have a surprise for you. And he goes, I want to show you what I've been building in this back room that we had that we called the crib. It was a room that was just not a bedroom. It didn't have a bathroom, but it was kind of like where the kids would hang out. He had makeshift all these different pieces of equipment and had a table. And he sat there because he did love to play the guitar. He played the keyboard by ear. He played the guitar. He sat there and showed me. And he's like, I figured out schools I can go to to go do this. And I'll tell you, Kevin, it was like the biggest eye opener for me because the next year was the same time my oldest son, we have three boys, but the oldest one was like I hate college. I'm going to it because you want me to, but he's loved to sell since he was 14 years old. He came to us and said, I love to work. Can you open up an E-Trade account for me? We're like, what? And he goes, they won't let me. He goes, they said, I have to have a co-signer. <laughs> and that young man, by the time he was 21, Jake has his every license under his belt, life, health, property, casualty, and is killing it in life. They're All the boys are killing it and they're all three so beautifully brilliant and different. And so here I was in my own home thinking, keeping kids in a box. Well, you got to go do this. This is what society thinks you should do. So I just had to share that with you because I don't know that I've really shared that publicly that even though we're out here doing this for the world, doesn't mean we're not living in our own, you know, hypocrisy at home. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, there is that (laughs) we, well, we all do the best we can. And the difference is, is that you can look at it, you can laugh at it and you can, you can then understand it and make changes. And that's a, that's a, that's the key. That's a lot of us parents. And the, the other thing that I, that, uh, um, I just want to, I just want to mention is that when your kids get grown, they, then you become rather than like, I'm no longer the father to my two boys. I'm now a, hopefully a trusted advisor mm. who can now, if they come to me for advice to come to me for money—that's one other thing. No, if they come Go to me ahead. for money for advice, I can give it to them. If they don't, it's their decision. It's not mine to to make that decision or to call them on it. So, so you know, it's it's an art form this human thing that we're doing. You know that? It
1: is. And there's no book. There's no book that tells you how to parent. And I don't care if people have tried to put them out there. God love you for giving us tips, but this is called learning as you grow and you go. And then also leaning into other people like us talking about this stuff, right? Getting ideas and, and, and having the hardships and leaning into trusted people that you can go, I'm dealing with this with my kid. What can I do? Do you have any ideas? You know, any advice? So we got to stop living in our little world and we live in that dark closet where I used to live thinking I'm the only one, you know, with that dark cloud over my head. And when you realize you're not alone, there's a lot of people that have the same things going on. We just don't talk about it. That's why we got to talk about this stuff, Kevin.
0: And I'll tell you, when I was a bus driver, I used to be scared that I was going to get into trouble for doing various things. And then an, an old time bus driver came to me and he said, put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Kevin, I got to tell you, uh, there is nothing that you can possibly do that hasn't been done before, both good and bad. So if you if you recognize the fact that there is nothing in this life that you could possibly do that hasn't been done before, then you can realize that you're not so either special or so so awful that that uh, when something bad happens, it happens to all of us and and you know and so take care of each other and we're running out of time holly so i want to make sure that i give you uh adequate time to be able to tell our audience the ones that are listening now and the ones that this turns into a podcast on positive talk net, um to tell them anything that you would like them to know
1: just stop living a life of fitting in and start creating a life that fits you and start helping everyone around you do the same. It's like the shiny penny, Kevin. When you walk down a street and you see a shiny coin and we go, oh, isn't that beautiful? And we pick it up and the closer we get to it, the more flaws we see. And we're really good at doing that with the people we love the most. So go home tonight and look at the loved ones in your life. And if there's no one at home with you, think of someone you can call and tell them. Tell your significant other, a child, a human being, a friend that go back to seeing them For the beauty of what shines and what makes them beautiful and bright and stop looking at their flaws because we all have them and. God didn't fill us with everything. Let's try to bring out what God put in and stop trying to put in what was left out to begin with. So love on the people you love, start to love more and reach out to us at hollydowling.com. And like before, Kevin, I'm going to tell you, we did our Hollyism app to give people a daily dose of inspiration. So if you're listening and only those that are listening, put it, go to hollyism.com. pick out your whatever app store you want of choice and put in the code celebrate and you get the first several days free to start getting a daily dose of inspiration because you were on the show listening. So there,
0: that is just awesome. Thank you for that gift. Of course. That that is absolutely just wonderful. And I, and, uh, and to carry your theme just one step farther, I have, I want to tell a story just real quick. I've got, I've got just enough time. Uh, my mother passed away at 90 years old uh, in July. Um, she was convinced she was going to live to be 106. We were convinced she was going to live to be 106. So it's easy for us to not uh, value th- the time that we have together because we got lots of time. She's not going anywhere. She's going to be here for a long time. And uh, I called her on, on, I used to always talk to her on Wednesday, talk to her on Wednesday. Uh, we had a nice conversation. She plays bridge on Friday, went out to dinner, or t- bridge on Thursday, went out to dinner on Friday, and died Saturday morning. Wow. No warning, nothing. I get a call from my sister that said mom died. What? Just don't wait to take the opportunity to tell the people in your life that you love them. Because that may, you may, like, like this last Mother's Day was the first time without my mom. And I, and I, and I wrote, I, I was going to pick up the phone to call my mom. And then I realized that she transitioned in July. So now I don't have to use a phone. No. Because I can talk to her every day.
1: Absolutely.
0: Holly Dowling, Holly Dowling, Holly, Holly is where you want to go. And, I kind of uh, like
1: the Howley, though. There's something Howley, Howley about that. The, <laughs>
0: you're Holy, <laughs> Ho- Holy, Holly. That's. that's oh, now well,
1: let's be careful of that one. That's a whole spiritual conversation we need <laughs> to have. You know, that halo rested off and fell over. But I love talking about the spiritual side of life, not religion, spiritual. So
0: next religion. time you're you're with me, we're going to do that. And uh, at least we're going to come up with something, but we, I love the show and you did a great job for me today. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Kevin. Love being with you.
0: And everybody take, take time. Remember we're going to be here Monday morning at nine, Wednesdays at four and uh, we'll be here Friday. Oh got a special guest on Fridays, a musical guest. You're going to love him. Um, Everybody take care of each other and be kind. We'll see you next time.